this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of awareness and excavation. Uncovering the layers towards transformation. Why do I do what I do? This conversation was originally recorded in February of 2023. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation. I thought in our Keep Calm talks, uh, what we might do, I've, I've outlined as many as 18 faith walking topics and uh, that are key faith walking concepts and ideas. And I thought we'd take and just kind of do a review of those together for those that have been through faith walking. For you that haven't been through faith walking, we'll just to introduce you to some of the concepts. And what I want to try to attempt to do is to uh, is to put something fresh uh, in in with them and and maybe a little biblical background for them uh, as we go and so the place we start in in faith walking module one is with the very beginning place is with who knows say it out loud Trish I saw your lips move awareness awareness <laughs> exactly <Yes. laughs> awareness and I believe that awareness is a tool and a skill that can be honed and developed over time. Our, we can increase in our capacity to be self-aware. And so then the question instantly is, well, what is awareness? Well, awareness is the capacity to, to observe and to see what isn't easily seen within us. So we kind of extract from ourselves what's not easily seen. It's awareness is, it's the knowledge and the understanding that something's happening within me. It's the capacity to take what might be. So we have this knowledge, there's something in me or there's something going on in me and it's not in my full consciousness yet. And so I have the capacity to pull out of my inner self something into my conscience, consciousness. And it was interesting as I looked up the word uh, definition, uh, one of the definitions of the word awareness is the state of being awake. And I just thought that was really curious because there's so much controversy around the word woke these days. And, uh, and it's just hilarious because the word woke really means to be awake. And, uh, and it's connected to awareness. Now, don't get, don't get distracted by that, please. Uh, just, just know that that's true. Um, so, so it's that capacity to do self-examination and bring internal things into the light of our consciousness and our awareness. And what I am convinced of is that we can increase in our capacity to do that. And what I'm also convinced of is our growing 
capacity for self-awareness is where is is the place where transformation lies in our life. That without awareness, there'll be no transformation. That's what I'm saying. Well, why is that? <clears throat> well, here's what we believe in faith walking, because our past is always within us waiting to react in the present. And if we don't ever get aware of what the issues of our past are, then we will just continue to react in the present to the wounds of our past. I hope that makes sense. And you that have been through faith walking, you know what that's about. So let me give you an illustration. Did you unmute Trish? Does if Anytime you want to, yeah, go. I did because I wanted to, could you repeat that last statement? You said that our past is. Our past is always within us. And as long as we're unaware of that past, our past is just waiting to react in the present. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, and don't ever hesitate to just interrupt when you, when you have a question. Um, <laughs> So we can, my journey of awareness went from 20 years ago uh, being asked a question about, well, why do you behave a certain way? Or why does that trigger you? Or why are you reacting? I don't remember what the question is. And, and it took me multiple months to come up with an answer. That's how unaware I was. To, to, to the present, so last night, uh, my wife and I are going to bed. It's about 10, 15, 10, 20, and we're preparing for bed. And, uh, and I asked for a Claritin D because I had some sinus issues going on. And when I asked for the Claritin D, my wife gave me this weird look. And that weird look, what, it, it's the look. You all know what the look is? You know, so what happens when you get the look? When you get the look, you get triggered. And I got triggered by the look. Well, that what's really different, right? Oh, okay. So, so being able to be curious, to stop myself, to realize I was triggered, to stop myself in the moment, to ask what in the right tone. And then I said to her, well, my recollection, and I, trust me, I've been sick all week, and my mind isn't working uh, nearly as well as it normally does, but I remember you giving me the Claritin D a day ago, not this morning, and I think I'm eligible for another one, and, and, and I'd like to have one, and she said, oh, okay, and she gave me one, and I took it, and I brushed my teeth, and we went to bed. I'm trying to describe that that is a process of me growing in my own awareness to recognize that I got triggered in that moment and but I didn't I didn't let the triggering dominate me I was able to stop myself and that's the power of awareness awareness can prevent us from uh from doing all sorts of things so in Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5, in Scripture, 
we we have that place in scripture where Jesus is talking about the the four by four in your eye. Get the four by four out of your eye before you worry about that speck of sawdust that's in the other person's eye. Y'all all know the text. Uh, and in it, there's one little word. Y'all know I love words. There, there is a little word that where it says, first, consider the four by four in your own eye. And the word consider is a Greek word that means to look closely at, to reflect on, and to give careful examination to. And I think that word gets at what awareness is about. That we need we need to stop ourselves and and look closely at what are the things that are triggering us? What are the places where we're resigned and cynical and hopeless? Uh, where where are the arenas in our life where we're stuck and stopped? Um, yeah. Take a good close look at those places. Stop and go deep within yourself. Reflect on them and give careful examination to them. Because if you will, then here's what can happen. You can get done with the four by four reactive uh, things that you do all the time. And instead, you can show up as your best self. That's the way we'd say it in faith walking. So how does a person develop awareness? How do we increase in our self-awareness? How do we practice the tools of awareness? I want to simplify what, what I previously talked about in kind of a big list. I want to simplify it in three things. I think we practice awareness, first of all, through reflection and contemplation. We have to hit the pause button. Uh, and when we hit the pause button, I think what we do is we open ourselves to listening for the still, small voice of God. I think there are occasions when God speaks really loudly. But I think those occasions, at least in my experience, those those loud uh, occasions are really rare. That most of the time I hear God's voice best when I slow down and when I quiet so that I can hear what God's saying. So I believe that that self-awareness is this increased capacity to join our own introspection with God's the spirit of God's voice in our lives to become aware of things that we haven't been aware of uh, before. So we must slow down, pause, reflect for awareness to occur. That's the first thing. The second thing I think we have is, is the word curiosity. We, we use it all the time in faith walking. What am I doing? Why do I do what I do? What does it feel like? when I get triggered? And in what circumstances do I get triggered? So I could, I could reflect back on last night and be curious about it. And because I've done this work for so long now, I could quickly access and say, I got triggered because 
when when I was a kid, it wasn't okay to be wrong. And my wife was, that look meant I was wrong. And that meant I had to defend myself because I wasn't wrong, or at least I didn't think I was wrong. And And so what I would have done is defended myself instead of just being curious about, okay, help me understand uh, what, what the look's about. And you know what? I didn't need to defend myself at all. It wasn't an attack, but the trigger felt like an attack. Oh, well, you're wrong and you've got to prove you're right. Uh, that really wasn't what, it, what, it, what it's about. So being curious about why, why do I get triggered and, and what are the triggers are, are, are about? Uh, how do I protect myself when I feel threatened? So it triggered a wound from my past. And the way I protected myself in that place is, by God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buck up, bow up, and fight it out. But you know what? I didn't need to do that. So just be curious. One of the great questions uh, that I think is really helpful is what am I afraid of and why am I afraid of it? If I can identify my fears, if I can name them. For me around the issue last night, uh, when I was a kid, every time I was wrong, I got hurt. So I got yelled at or I got whipped. And it wasn't, and I didn't, I don't want to, I don't like being whipped and I don't, and I, and I don't like, uh, being yelled at. And, uh, and sometimes my dad was wrong. And so my automatic is I'm going to prove I'm right. I don't. Okay. Let's grow in our awareness of that. Uh, just one more question. Is there something in your life robbing you of joy? See, I can be curious about that. And if so, what is it? And why is it? Number one was reflection, contemplation. Number two is curiosity. And I've got one more. And, and the third then is to develop the skill of self-awareness. We, we, need, we need to learn, uh, well, it's the word excavation excavation of our first formation. It's even got a little ring to it, doesn't it? If, if, if you can say it. Excavation of our first formation. And, and the, word, the word excavate means to, to expose into view by digging away a covering. Uh, it's, obviously, it's often used in archaeological digs. They excavate the site. And what do they do? They dig away all of the dirt and debris that is built up over, over hundreds of years on top of something to reveal what's underneath. And I believe the, the work of faith walking, that's what awareness helps us do. It helps us dig away all of this surface stuff. Uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, we, we dig away, yeah, all the surface to get down to the, to the deep stuff inside of us so that we can unearth what's deep within us. And unfortunately, many of us are afraid to do excavation. No, I'm just going to stick it. You know, it's buried in my life. I don't want to open that door again. 
And, and that's where I love that, uh, that quote from Joseph Campbell, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. And it's through excavation, unearthing what's deep within that, that that's the place of transformation. Then we get liberated. But until we do the excavation, what I believe is the past will keep showing up in our present. As much as it's buried, it'll leak out somewhere in our life at some time. And so awareness is a tool. It's a skill that can be developed and grown. And I think it must grow and develop for us to experience the transformation that we really desire in our lives. So there you have it. What's that stir for you? Well, I'm so glad you brought this up today. Um, last night I was talking to a, a good friend. Um, actually, we were just texting. And he was saying that um, he, he made a lunch date with a friend because he always sees, and he's really delighted. He's very happy that he made this lunch date. And then he said, because he sees that I have a lot of friends and I'm always having lunch with people and he always feels a little less than. And then he said, you're the popular one. And I didn't like hearing that. Um, and I wondered why that mm -hmm. that word popular uh, really hit. <clears throat> um, and I, I thought back to when I was in, and, and this, I mean, I did some, I had some good awareness. Um, because I thought back to junior high where I was terribly mocked um, for having frizzy hair, for not having good vision, for being too overweight. It just, I had a miserable, miserable time and that hurt a lot. And I always looked at the popular people. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I always had one or two good friends, but I never had a group. I never had a, a you know, a tribe to hang out with. I, um, and I, I compensated in certain ways. Joining the marching band was great. And there were other things that helped. Um, and that carried through. Oh, gosh. That carried through to a few years ago, I think, really. Um, but why? I don't know why the word popular triggered. I, I didn't react badly. I didn't blow up at him or anything. Mm -hmm. I just said, please don't say that. But I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, and I don't have an answer for you, Judith, but, but I think, I think the why is in the story you just told. Because the popular kids wounded me when I was a child. Ah, okay. I didn't make that connection. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so now the, oh, don't, don't label me with popular because that means wounding. You did have an answer, Ken. That's exactly the right answer. <laughs> I was out walking this morning thinking, why did that word bother me so much? And I didn't make yeah. the connection because it was those people that were doing the mocking. That, make, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. So now I would encourage you to continue to think about, okay, and how can I get freed up where, where that word can, can mean what it means again? And it'd be okay for someone to call me popular. Yeah. And it not be associated with that word. 
Thank you. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so I think Judith, we we just turn we just turn another pro, uh, piece that I didn't speak of, and that is uh, growing in our awareness. Coaching, just a little bit of coaching, can speed the process up. Really good. Thank you, Judith. Well, thank you. I don't think you're done though, right? You got work to do around that. I do. Yeah. You do have work to do around it. Good. Um, yeah, because I certainly don't want to be seen as one of those people that might hurt others mm -hmm. um, with what I say. So and do all... I don't see myself as popular. I'm still dealing with this, the lousy self-image and the lack of self-confidence. And, and I'm working at it. Um, and you'll be pleased to know the same individual. We were joking back and forth, and this was fun. And um, I made some joke about not knowing who I was. And he said, well, I think over the last few years, faith walking has shown you who you are. And he's not even part of faith walking, but he's seen a change. And so that was exciting. Um, and he was right. Yeah, I'm getting to know me. Um, but I, I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, and, and I would say that different if it's okay. Yeah. I don't think faith walking showed you who you are. I think faith walking helped you discover who you are. I think you're right. It gave me the tools to mm -hmm. to excavate. There you go. That's it. It gave you ex excavation tools. So, oh, oh, you know what? I dig, I dig. So I've, I've had all of this stuff in my life that's there to protect me. And and I dug away all of that stuff. And oh, you know what? I see Judith in there. <laughs> there she is. And it's okay for that Judith that I see to be called popular. Because that Ju why why do people think I'm popular? Well, because I'm an I'm an extrovert that engages people, because I'm loving, because I'm kind, because I care about other people. That's why I'm popular. That's why they use that language. I think I still have some digging to do. I'm sure we all do, yeah. Judith. We all do. I'm going to go looking for a backhoe. <laughs> Trish. I, was, I love the word excavate. And when you were explaining that, I just, I had this image of the um, archaeological excavations that I saw in Israel and Judas, they don't use backhoes. <laughs> they the 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 process of excavation. I love the analogy of that because the Holy Spirit is so gentle and careful with us when we're uncovering. And I think about how how carefully the um, excavators are, just brushing a little bit at a time. Because they want to unearth those treasures. Um, back to your Joseph Campbell quote, Ken. I mean, they know that there are treasures there and they don't want to damage anything. And I have found that the Holy Spirit is like that when we are um, excavating our own life, our own past. Um, and I also think about in Israel that their excavation sites are called tells. And there's like layer upon layer upon layer of past civilizations that have been in this place and that nothing was dug up. They just built over on top of that. And I like that picture because I think it's a really good picture 
of our own lives, how sometimes, I don't know, at least for me, how I wasn't really taking care of things at a certain level emotionally or whatever. I would just put stuff on top of it. And so the excavation has to be gentle and careful. And um, that's just, that's what came to me. So no backhoes, (laughs) (laughs) no industrial equipment, please. (laughs) And I have been to fossil um, uncovering sites where I have watched them with the brushes and yeah, it is very gentle. You're right. That's a much better image. Gentle. (laughs) What's a backhoe? It, it's a it's a digging machine, one of those digging machines with a big arm that pulls the dirt away. Uh, it, it's co- sometimes called an an excavator. Uh, it's an earth moving with the big bucket on the front, Carol. So so having said that, I want to I want to I want to add. I don't think it's just the brushes always. So my my father owned a uh, utilities contracting company when I was a kid growing up. And he was down on the Gulf Coast digging with a big excavator backhoe. And he unearthed a petrified tree. And he realized as he unearthed it that it was something special. And he stopped and he called somebody. Now, which totally shocks me for my father. I'm surprised he didn't just dig it up and throw it away. But, but the tree was thousands of years old. And it actually... Uh, I don't know what all they did with it, but but I mean they were they were able to add it to other uh, information that they had about that area, which is our Gulf Coast, uh, and uh, and how different things had occurred over the centuries and generations. So backhoes can be helpful until we realize, oh my gosh, now I've got to stop and be a little more careful. Anybody else have any tools that help you with self awareness? Just the asking, just the pausing and asking what's going on here is just huge. And um, it's always exciting or a little, little uh, frightening, too, when you are looking at something that you've looked at countless times in the past and you suddenly <laughs> see things in a new light. Um, we have been revisiting, I've been revisiting the boundaries material in module four and realized in the last couple of weeks for the first time, I think, I mean, surely it was in there somewhere vaguely, but that in my relationship with my dad, I'm always aware of when he's crossing my boundaries and I'm always irritated by him doing that, but realizing that all along I've been invading, been in his walls, as we <laughs> say in the, in the material, that my attempts to control him, that I get more and more aggravated half the, at least half the time it's because I am taking on responsibility for something that is not mine and worrying about his decisions that he's making and, you know, trying to get him to see things my way. Cause I know, right. Right. And he's making poor judgments and whatnot. Um, and just had no awareness of how much of the internal conflict I was feeling whenever I talked to him was because of my own problem issue with boundaries with him um that i was invading his boundaries and 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 betraying his freedom as a individual and human being and just to realize that after decades of this relationship just shows that you're always you know have the opportunity to 
to grow in awareness and come to, to a new realization. So just asking questions like what's going on, you know, why am I, why do I feel yucky right now? And try to dig a little deeper than the initial answer of, oh, well, he's, he's, he's so annoying. I mean, that's why I'm angry. I'm irritated. Well, let's go a little farther. What's actually going on here. You know, guess what? It's me is the problem here. I don't know. I yeah. didn't say that super well, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I think the takeaway for me and all that, Angela, is you you can't hurry awareness. I, I can constantly be working on awareness, and and if I, the, and the more constantly I'm working on my awareness, I think that can speed up the process. But I can only be aware w- when I'm aware, uh, and and that there's and that there's and that this isn't a race. But once I have the tools, like like you now, oh, now I, I'm seeing something for the first time that I haven't seen before. And oh, by the way, and it's nothing to beat yourself up about. I think of what David said in Psalms. Um, of course, I can't quote the chapter. When he's, when he's saying, he's talking to his soul. He's like, why are you so cast down? Why are you? He starts questioning mm-hmm. himself, which is what I do now. You know, when I'm feeling something or like I'm getting triggered or something and, and, and I'm, I'm the same way, but it gives me a look, especially with my children and spouse. If I get that look, I really have to pause or I, I just instantly just, you know, yeah, go, go off. Like yeah. never mind. What's your problem? Get it. I get defensive or sure. offended. And so, but I love how you asked the question the way that you, and I'm going to use that tool for now on. The Which why. question? The why, you know, like mm-hmm. not the tone and not in the tone. Right. I mean, tone, man, that's just sets. <laughs> it sets it for the day or night. Right. So if we could stop ourselves and just change our tone sometime, Brenda, we can get at. But But let me also say, folks, that's not always possible and it doesn't always happen. Sometimes we make a mess. Yeah. And then tomorrow we realize, oh my gosh, I made a mess yesterday. And so awareness is recognizing tomorrow that I made a mess today and then processing that. Okay. What went on? What happened? Why? Oh, you know what? Because I, because I asked the question with the wrong tone. That, that's what happened. Okay. And why did I do that? What was I defending? What was I protecting? Really good. Thank you. Um, for me, this is something I've been kind of the last couple of weeks thinking about on a number of different levels, but I've had three instances in the past, like three couple of weeks that have brought up some stuff for me. Um, and, you know, for me, they, they all link. I, I wouldn't consider myself on the outer side of my surface, like a violent person. Mm-hmm. Um, but when put into weird situations, that's, that's what I grabbed first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got one of them was just like goofy. I was here at the building here and somebody was in the building. I didn't know. And they kind of like startled me. And it wasn't just like a jump scare. Like I don't do like, oh, I'm scared. Like I come out fist swinging. Like if you're within ten feet, you don't. Mm. That's kind of like our joke. Like don't scare Sean, because I will get you. Um, 
and uh, and that happened a number of times in different escalations and then um the other day uh someone pulled a gun at our kids basketball game mm. and i knew something was wrong minutes before it happened and we didn't see it it was below like up in a balcony it was below us and before they like said everybody out i was grabbing the kids and getting kelly and be like we're out of here before because i just and i just realized i am constantly reading the environment and really good at telling when danger is there and going well, why is that and And some of it's like, okay, maybe there's some bonus to it, but um, just processing through when I, mm-hmm. I jump to, mm-hmm. um, I jump to things. And then there's, and there's times too, where it's not a life or death situation and my brain mm-hmm. goes there. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> like the other, the other day we were here at the church and I thought somebody had broke into the building because they were goofing around and yelling kind of weirdly. Mm-hmm. Out the door, and I thought somebody was in there, and I was just like, you know, they were they were going to get it. I didn't know what was going, on, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, and, and so one of the tools that I've been using in that is with a core group of people sharing those stories. Good. I'm going like, I don't know, you know, this is kind of lighthearted. We can kind of laugh about this, but you know, for that person that scared me at the church the other day. They they knew they they said right away they've gone through some recovery and different stuff and they were just like I get it I get, they just kept saying that over and over I get it I get it I get it <laughs> and it took me like yeah half an hour to an hour to calm down mm-hmm. and not like I was just like I had to like my heart was going 100 miles an hour um and uh, so I've just been sitting with that stuff and, and uh, um, it was interesting I was watching the Lord of the Rings with my kids. They, the older ones have never seen the movies and there's this scene in the, in the, in the first Lord of the Rings where he Frodo and then they figure out the ring is bad. Right. And he wants to give the ring to Gandalf saying, take it, take it out of here. And Gandalf like panics. He's like, don't give it to me because I would use that ring for good. And the ring would only work its way towards evil. And, in this little past past few weeks of prayerfully and communicate, you know, community awareness, it was just like, I felt like the spirit just kind of speak to me and go, you're using a tool that you think maybe you're using for good, Mm. but it's always going to, it's always going to work out in a negative Mm. way. Mm. Um, And it's really the world's way of just power Mm -hmm. and violence and control. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, the situation with the gun, the police came there. I, I was so, I know our police have negative situations, but I just don't know how they controlled that situation without absolute violence. Mm-hmm. And they just, they talked it down. They didn't, I was just like, I was so impressed. I was like, Oh, I was in like, why are we not just taking over the situation? But, um, so again, I feel like on the outside, I think most people that know me would, would not consider me a violent or angry person. Right. But there is something just 
waiting and, and it's always on. And mm-hmm. I don't always know that it's on every space I go into. I'm constantly, is it safe? Mm-hmm. Is it right mm-hmm. And um, so I've just been sitting with that and going, what, what vows have I made? But that is yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me wonder, Sean, was there something that occurred in your first formation more than once? Sure. Not just one event, but more than once that just heightened this sense of I've got to be thinking about my environment all the time. I mean, that that's just what occurs to me as you're talking sure. and and uh, I'd, I'd explore. Um, yeah. No, there, and there definitely is. Um, you know, when I went through Faith Walking the first time, one of the big things that came out was this idea of belonging. Mm-hmm. And that's because I was always in these different spaces growing up and and um and not feeling like i fit in any of those spaces but i would say many of those spaces had um you know as a small child everyone's larger than you um and violence and the chance of violence was always in the equation Mm. and so being able to adapt to those situations all the time as you know that's straight from that but it's like finding, okay, what, what exactly could I use? What positive declaration could I use to reframe that? Mm-hmm. That I don't need to be in that space. Um, and then how do I bed it down deep enough that somebody can tap me on the shoulder? <laughs> that, that's that's the, the tangible goal, if I will. Um, you know, and uh, yeah. I, when I first take, when I first did faith walking about two years now, that first thing they said, you know, we did was the, like, what's the problem? And it was just this anger that would just come up all the time. And it was interesting by midway through, it was like that anger had just, was just gone hmm. as far as going right to it. And so this, I feel like is another, a deeper layer of, um, you know, mm-hmm. um, now, I mean, I, I, again, I, yeah, I don't want you guys to think I'm like a psycho or something, you know, but it's just like, you know, um, but if you're in a situation where things get a little heated, you might want me like on your team, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I, I go in and, and, you know, yeah. But anyway, um, so Protector. finding, finding myself in that. Mm-hmm. And what is what is important and in that in that space, but then um you know uh, the idea of anxiety makes us stupid, yeah, so how do I be a protector? That's my nature to go in and, and but not allow the anxiety to make me stupid yeah and that's that's the line that I'm trying to find um, mm. yeah, so so. John, that's really, really good, good and really deep stuff. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah. I'm right one, there with you, Sean. I'm, I'm so yeah. glad. I'm so glad because I feel like the weirdo because I'm exactly like that. I am. Yeah. And so hearing that really helps me. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're out of time, whatever that means. We, we really nev- never designated an ending time for this group. But uh, but I want to give give opportunity. Is there something stirring that somebody would like to say before we go? And I also always want you all know you're in charge of you. And if you need to flip out, go ahead. Anything else anybody needs to say? 
wants to say? Tammy? Um, I was just gonna say, I love this topic. I thought everything you said, I don't think is new to me. I've probably heard it half a dozen times, but it feels so fresh and so new and so real every time you bring these topics up, Ken. It is just a cool drink of water on a hot day. It's just so refreshing. It's just um, powerful and beautiful. And knowing how distracted and busy you are, all the more um, powerful that you so live out faith walking principles to the rest of us on this call. And I'm just really, really grateful. Thank you, Tammy. For more information about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you that faith walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.